Welcome to Jeff's World with Jeff Stein, the show that sees life through the eyes of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. Because in Jeff's World, we blow minds, enlarge hearts, and leave no man or child behind. And now, here's your host, Chief Executive Optimist and President of these inspired states of mind, Jeff Stein. Okay, guys. I... I know it's it's insane. Uh, it's crazy. Things what? Are, what? What is insane? What? What, what could possibly crazy? be insane? What, what are you talking about? I don't about? know. <laughs> the best reality show in the world, which we're actually living. <sighs> it's uh, But, you know, you hire a president who's a reality show host for 13 plus years. This is what you get, right? So, but I want to, you know. Uh, <laughs> my, my question is, who greenlit this, <laughs> this dumpster fire? Uh, that would be the Republican Party. Remember <laughs> that. They greenlit it. They made it happen. Oh, and the news media, CNN. MSNBC, they also contributed to this Trump-Pence cabal. Lots of blame to go around. Uh, This is going to be a good show, but I want you to enjoy this, what's what's going on, you know, because there's a lot of uh, fire and a lot of fire in this room, uh, especially. And this is, but but I want everyone to enjoy this. And you say, well, Jeff, how can you possibly enjoy this? This is a constitutional crisis, the worst thing ever, the scariest thing ever. I know, I know. It's not easy to be able to look at this and see that we're going to emerge better from it. But we are. We definitely are. Uh, but we are in this moment where, you know, we're going to have to rant a little at, bit. At what at what cost? When <laughs> yeah. you say we're going to emerge better, yeah. who is the we that is emerging better and at what cost? <laughs> well, at whose expense are yeah. we if, emerging better? Yeah. If the plans that are being put forward by this administration come to fruition, Erica— I believe that the people that will be better off will be the people that are already better off, and the rest of us will be picking up the monetary slack and funneling it upwards. Yeah, it's a, a, then that's one of the things we are going to uh, figure out. Is obviously the thing, same thing we started with Bernie is the uh, the income inequality and this idea of everyone the concentration of control and power and wealth. Eight hundred eighty six billion dollars. From the healthcare billions. That's the tax yeah. cut that's being moved yeah. forward. And guess what? None of that is moving at all. Uh, we're going to talk about that today in Jeff's world. For instance, we're going to talk about the the the, the rival healthcare bills that are sort of being formed in the Senate, <laughs> right? Because the now I you think got it's two a factions. Joke to call the Republican bill a healthcare bill. Right it's now, it joke. is a joke. I agree with you. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's nothing they've put out so far. Way less about healthcare and way more about wealth distribution. I think it's yeah. profit yeah. care. It profit care. Yeah, or, or wealth care. Ooh, wealth care. Wealth care. Wealth care. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Republican wealth care bill. Yeah, there we go. But it is exploding everywhere in in town halls and in streets and yeah. in doctors' offices and and yeah. you know we're identifying it is and my concern is and this is where you know maybe you can inject a little positivity (laughs) here's my concern i'm not so sure that and remember it is the republican wealth care bill oh no doubt i am not so sure that the republican members of congress with the gerrymandering that has already been put in place and with now the election of uh, Chris Kobach, who, you know, we had... Vote suppressor, professional vote suppressor, Chris Kobach. Yeah, and we had uh, Greg Pallast on here who talked about everything that Chris Kobach did with suppressing the vote, and I feel like people, whatever, thought it was laughable, not didn't really make a significant difference. 
And there is evidence that actually suppressing the vote does make a huge difference. (laughs) President Trump. So exactly. (laughs) So now you have this being implemented on a federal level. It was already being implemented state by state. So my point is, as much as the, you know, constituents rant and rave, I am concerned that the Republicans in Congress don't care and don't fear them because they know that with the gerrymandering and the suppression of votes, they're going to stay in power. Okay. So to ease, you can push back on that. To, I'm not going to push back, but I'm going to give you a big radio hug. Okay. Because uh, you're right. You're not you're not off on any of what you're saying, but let's let's. A couple little little highlight points okay, for you. I'll take them. Uh, Daryl Issa won by less than a thousand votes in his district. Yeah, in an incredibly like he should have red red district. It's, it's a just red, it's like red a plus district. Six or plus eight. It's yeah, pretty good for it's Republicans. Insanely okay, in North California, County. we right, actually right, count hey, our votes. Right, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ossoff is positioned to win his special election. Yeah, and that's a that's a first yeah, little that's gonna be crack in the dam. Also, the Supreme Court just refused to overturn a North Carolina ruling on their yeah. horribly oppressive voter suppression bill. They just, but we're not even going to talk about it. It's wrong. Piss off. Oh, God. That's what they Please, did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, live a long, long time. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Somebody sent her some beet juice. <laughs> yeah, you know, but this is uh, even, even uh, I don't think there was a lot of, it was wouldn't have been a 5-4 anyway uh, in this one, this North Carolina thing. It was pretty clear this was racially motivated. <laughs> well, even, they said, even the more right-wing judges. Right, even the right-wing pretty, judges said like, it's specifically yeah. targeted black people. When yeah. you <laughs> mention Ossoff, yeah. here's my other concern. Which this has been talked about forever, and Democrats have not done anything about it. Um, it what who what really matters is who counts the votes, and when you yeah. have machines that are owned by Koch brother Industries, like Diebold, and I don't even remember the other yeah. S Sequoia. Yeah, Sequoia is another one. Um, I I get concerned about that. Yeah. And I know that Democrats never want to talk about this because they feel like if we talk about it, people won't come out and vote. So um, <laughs> that, although we're aware of it, <laughs> let's just not talk about it. But I am concerned about right. but voting how, machines. How and, much how much more voter apathy can you get than the last presidential election where 41 percent of the electorate just blew it off? I okay. don't know, but you also have exit polling in in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, and other states that had Hillary Clinton winning. Right. But how are how are the exit polls so wrong? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's because of the voting machines. Yeah. We don't have verifiable votes. They claim they can't give it to us. Although we just watched the elections in France, they have verifi- verifiable yeah, voting I machines. Know, right? sure when you go to the ATM. You get a receipt. Yeah. It's verifiable. So yeah. yeah, yeah. A simple receipt printer on the side of a voting machine would would clear up a lot of this because if it you know if an election an yeah. election went completely the wrong way from the jurisdiction, people could come in with their little tags and go, oh, by the way. This is a vote for the other guy. Yeah. Well, on the issue, of, we, this is great, and thank you for covering all those, Hendrick, too, just in terms of, because that's what I was going to bring up, is the Supreme Court rulings and this and that. And, and this is a different scenario. It's one thing to for Chris Kobach in Kansas to play with the vote when he's got a fully red legislature happy to uh, support every one of his very racist, very suppressing moves. Uh, they try to do it on a federal level. And the full force of everything from the ACLU to the individual citizen will come down on it. I don't see it uh, being as, they're not going to be effective. Speaking of the ACLU, mm. uh, he's already lost four times to them. Yeah, Chris, Chris see, Kobach there you has. go. 
they've they've challenged four of his different. Um, yeah. Hey, you can't vote. That's if you're great. Not Meanwhile, he wiped off about a million voters off the roll. So it's great that he's losing after the fact, but he accomplished the mission in this presidential That's election. That's true. We have to be vigilant. And uh, I just, you know, I'm not going to be too scared about it. I'm going to watch and I'm going to believe in people like us who are paying attention. And there are a lot of people paying attention. And there's not going to, Chris is not going to be able to just slip something in and we all go, okay, take voters off the rolls. I I do appreciate you saying that because I think part of being vigilant is actually talking about it. And he did uh, slip it by, at least in his state. And you don't need every single state in the country to change the outcome of an election. Yeah. You you just need a couple of... Well, we learned that, right? uh, 40,000 votes spread over three states. Right. And even Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, their their exit polling all had Hillary Clinton ahead by a significant percentage amount. But yet when the voting was done, all those exit polls were wrong. That's suspicious to me. Yeah, there's lots of suspicious. Well, this is the crazy times we're in. Uh, But when we come back, I want to talk about our psyche and all of this, because, you know, we got to get through this, uh, not only uh, the the circumstances, which we'll talk about. We're going to talk about the the crazy that's happened and Comey and uh, his memos and leaking classified information and how that becomes a thing for Hillary. But that's cool. Trump can do it. It's fine. So the hypocrisy is on full force. And also uh, the magic word contempt. Uh, we're going to talk about when uh, we return to Jeff's World. This is Jeff's World, the place where social, political, popular, and unpopular culture seems to the eyes of possibility, purpose, and punchlines. I'm Jeff Stein, along with Erica Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick. And, uh, you know, I want to start this thing because I want to ask you this question, Erica, and I want to ask both of you guys this question of what this has just kind of been feeling like. Uh, but I also want to play this thing from uh, the AEI president, Arthur Brooks, this nice cu- st- statement on one of our overreaching political problems. And I think that's one of the themes of this show. And you can just listen. And we'll talk on the other side of it. We don't have an anger problem in American politics. We have a contempt problem in American politics. Contempt is defined by social psychologists as the utter conviction of the worthlessness of another human being. If you listen to people talk to each other in political life today, they talk to each other with your contempt. When somebody around you treats you with contempt, you never quite forget it. So if we want to solve the problem in polarization today, we have to solve the contempt problem. I sometimes write with the Dalai Lama. I was thinking about this contempt problem. I said, your holiness, what do I do when I feel contempt? And he said, practice warm heartedness. And I started thinking about it. And it's true. When I do that, when we do that, when we have leaders who can do that, It's utterly world-changing. Catch yourself. You can show true strength if next time you hear contempt, you answer with warm-heartedness. Every single one of us is going to have an opportunity on social media or in person to answer somebody's contempt. Are you going to do it the right thing and make the world a little bit better and show your strength and make your enemies your friends? Or are you going to make the problem worse? That's a question each of us gets to answer probably in the next 24 hours. Yes, we do. Constantly and regularly, right? Yeah. Uh, although i got to tell you, I'm getting a little tired of taking the high road. <laughs> I can totally. It's, it's that exhausting. is the best statement I've heard all week. Just, it's exhausting taking exhausting. the high road. It it's is. exhausting because you don't get anything in return necessarily other than feeling good that I have done the right thing. Yeah. Because the person that you're arguing with probably is some basement dwelling inbred... <laughs> 
you know, Mountain Dew chugging trollet. Thank you. I love Mountain Dew. Living <laughs> off of their mother's egress, sitting yeah. in the basement spewing vitriol and hate, and they're not going to change. Yeah. But I have to take the high road, so this piece of human ex- excrement can call me whatever he wants to on a thread. Yeah. yeah I know. It's tough. It is very, it's very, very tough. difficult. Also, also, when you run into just absolute denial and ignorance- yeah. It's really hard to be kind because people are yeah. digging their feet in and saying, "No, I'm going to say I'm going to say the following thing, which I know to be incorrect and factually not true, but it makes me feel good, so I'm going to scream it at you until you leave me alone." Well identified, my my friend Hendrick, because uh, that's right. It, it, it's it, they're doing it because it feels good. Absolutely, too, you know and. Uh, you know, we have to be honest, first of all, where we're sitting. And I was going to ask Eric and you, you know, because what did it feel like when you saw smiling pictures of Russians in the Oval Office? I thought... Uh, <laughs> Eric is looking at me like, do you really want me to answer this question? <laughs> uh, I thought we'd gone through the looking glass, honestly. I thought yeah. it was an absolute wow, Alice, Alice in Wonderland moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. The U.S. press is barred from this meeting, and we have smiling Russians with cameras and recording equipment. In the Oval freaking office. Yeah. How how does that sit well with Mitch Mitch the Turtle and Lion Ryan and Cornyn and Corker and Burr and all of these right-wing nutjobs that were taking a gigantic dump on Obama for eight years? This guy has the KGB clown posse over for f- freaking drinks, and they don't bat an eye? Yeah. How is that? I'm slack-jawed with amazement yeah. that, that that is where we are right now. Yeah. That that is allowed to transpire after eight years of he's a Muslim, he's selling us all into slavery, he's taking our guns, he hates God, I mean, whatever else they tried to throw at the wall and stick on him. It's just been amazing to watch the absolute unbridled hypocrisy unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Eric had nothing. Um, She's cleaning her gun. i do not own a gun (laughs) i know (laughs) i um that was a turning point for me yeah i um i used to like to watch saturday night live and watch alec baldwin i do not think anything at all is funny about the trump Pence authoritarian regime anymore. I'm not interested in joking. I, I, when I saw that the American press was kicked out, the joking and the laughing of our president with, you know, these two Russians, one is. And Kislyak, remember, Kislyak is the guy. Who is the reason Mike Flynn was compromised? The reason why the Justice Department. Yeah. He's and a the, Russian spy. He's a Russian spy. And you say, well, how can he be a Russian spy? He's running around. No, he has diplomatic immunity. One of the beautiful things about respecting our, the democracy, the one arm tied behind your back rule, is that if, you, if, a, if a foreign country puts one of their spies in the diplomatic corps, we let him in. We spy the crap out of him. There's nothing right, that Kislyak now- says that he can't, you know. Given given that, I'm sure that Rex Tillerson's shoes are bugged by the KGB Correct. at this yeah. point. You know, that's just that's the spy game. Yes. We spy on them; they spy on us. Oh, your but new the- business card says uh, a business consulate, and you're in charge of apples for the Ukraine. How lovely! Yeah. You're still a freaking KGB mole. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> to me, when I saw that everything, I and I know you won't like this, Jeff Stein, no, but this is how I feel. 
I do. I don't know if you guys remember the movie War Games sure. with uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yep. One of my favorite movies when I, I was love that movie. a youngster. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that we are at DEFCON 4. Yeah. I'm not no, it's, it's, saying yeah. that for dramatic purposes. We are. To me, when I saw those photographs and the American press was kicked out, but the Russian press. Yeah, we learned what happened from TASS. Yeah, the official state. The official state run media of of Russia. (laughs) The day after he fired Comey, what that was about was about Putin demonstrating to the world I'm in control. Of the president of the United States of America. He is my puppet. He does what I say, when I say it, how I say it. And that is. And admits to it. He admitted. He said Vladimir Putin called him and asked for the meeting with the two Sergeys. And he said, okay, yeah, what are you going to do? What terrifies me is that the Republican Party is doing nothing. Yeah. And and the Americans that wear the flag on their chest are doing nothing about this and saying, this is OK. We should be worried about which laptop Hillary Clinton used. Right. You guys, this is this is fascism. This is happening. It's not funny anymore. We have turned a corner. And if there if Democrats were in control in either the Senate or the House, I'd have some hope. But I really do believe, as Jeff Hendricks said earlier, when when Trump during the campaign, when he said I could shoot somebody in broad daylight in Manhattan and still be elected president. That is the talk of an authoritarian. And what authoritarians do is they push to see how far they can get away with. And once they see what they can get away with, they go for it. And when he made that statement on the campaign trail, that's what he was doing. He was pushing. And those who supported Trump and the Republican Party they let him get away with it. And and you see, and now he has kicked out the American press and invited in the Russian press. And this is DEFCON 4. And there's so much more I, I can say that is happening, not even at that level, but at all levels that are putting our lives and our children's lives in danger. Our health is being put in danger. And I'm not even talking about the Wealth Care Act. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm talking about, like, for example, uh, last year, the EPA was on the verge of banning the Dow Chemical Company pesticide that was just sprayed on our crops, on our food crops in Bakersfield, and reported that dozens of farm workers are recovering after they were exposed to a highly toxic pesticide. <laughs> this was on the verge of being, you know, denied, but under EPA administer, Administrator Scott Pruitt, yep. the Monty agency Burns. unexpectedly 
reversed course and approved the use. Multiple studies have found the pesticide causes both immediate symptoms such as vomiting, diarrhea, and blurred vision, which is what these farm workers were suffering from, as well as long-term damage in children, such as developmental delays and higher rates of autism. Now, I know those are scientific facts, and the Trump administration doesn't believe in science, but do you guys understand that that's real and that's happening? That's already being sprayed on crops. You now have to buy organic. This is not a joke. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of... uh, Which is a tax on poor people because organic is so incredibly expensive. This, these chemicals are being sprayed on all of our foods now, happening right now. That is death. Yeah. There's a petition going online right now uh, that wants to halt spraying of this very chemical on a certified organic field just north of Bakersfield. And what the EPA is saying, we're going to spray your crop anyway. Despite the fact you have gone through arduous and rigorous paperwork and time and waiting and just to get an organic certification, oh, by the way, now we're going to spray Roundup all over that crop because we can, and you're a small farmer, and you can't do anything about it. What we have, I think, Erica, and I think it's been phrased before, and I'm not going to be the first one to say, we actually have a legitimate coup d'etat that's taking place here in the United States. We have, uh, we, have a, we have a foreign power with undue influence in the White House. That's right. Undue. Like, if you're, if you're France or Germany and you say, hey, we got this trade deal, now it's going to be sweet for you because you get a little more steel and we're getting some of your cotton and soybeans, we're having a big high five, we got some red wine, groovy. That's influence I can, I can live with. Organic red wine. Organic red wine with, with reduced sulfates, uh, yes. just for you. Uh, Germany says, hey, we got this bitch a new solar panel, we'll help you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up, brother. That's on. That's that's due influence. That's the influence I would like to have on my government. But somebody coming in and kicking out the American press, thwarting investigations, firing. I mean, he's, he's fired hundreds of people from the EPA, and the EPA televisions all now are mandatorily tuned to Fox. I don't know. They if tried. You that. It didn't get through. But it yeah, didn't get through. It didn't get through. But they tried. They, got, they tried. Yeah, they tried to make the every fact that they tried I know, I is know. insane. And who I is know. it that tried? The Republican Party tried. Yeah. So, as you can hear, we've painted uh, the the nice story of of how scary this is, and this is real. And I would not, in, for any moment, say that the, what they're saying wasn't a legitimate. This is this is the turning point. This is where we can go. We can head towards this, or we can come back. Well, I think and, I think we've got a lot of folks in red states that voted for Trump that are the sleep is coming off their eyes. I'm not way. so sure. I was just listening to NPR where they went out and interviewed them, and here's what I was hearing from the Trump supporters. I'm sure your friend Aaron is one of them. Um, What they're saying is, well, I'm a little bit nervous about the firing of Comey, but big picture, things are great and things are going well and he's on track. Oh, that's just because he said so. So (laughs) I'm not sure the sleep is coming off their eyes. Some of them. Some of them there are. Until their (laughs) kids, you know have lead in their water, which they probably won't be able to even connect the dots since the Trump-Pence administration put a gag order on the EPA saying they are not, they are no longer allowed to inform the public 
what are toxic levels of anything. We just had like a nuclear disaster happen in Washington state. We can't trust what's coming out of the EPA that everything is fine. And that actually is penetrating the Trump voters, too, because the numbers on trust are down to nothing. There isn't a sense of trust. So um, stay with us, because when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, since since we brought it up, since we've gone there, this genuine fear, because I want to address the fears. I want to talk about what's scaring the crap out of us. I think Erica and Jeff just completely perfectly illustrated it. If we have this, if you have this fear that we're descending into fascism, uh, allow me to offer some counter argument, as well as to say that there is one key component that is required for fascism to take over, and it is grossly lacking in the Trump administration. And I will tell you what that is when we return to Jeff's world. This is the rarefied air known as Jeff's World, where we do uh, political discourse, social discourse, even popular and unpopular culture in a way to try to see it uh, for the pain and then find the pleasure rather than just uh, eating it and complaining about it. So <laughs> I'm Jeff Stein along with Eric Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick. And uh, this entree is bitter. It's bitter. <laughs> uh, we don't want to just kvetch. No, we want to no, we we have, have a little problem solving and, and a little hope giving. So uh, yeah. I want to get to, of course, uh, the, the the problem within our electorate, this idea of contempt. Uh, again, we've said it 100 times in the show, but certainty over curiosity. When you guys talk about Trump supporters, yeah. that is the one thing I, I experienced the most consistently. Uh, I came up with a phrase that I think uh, explains it to us. There's a tendency to replace ignorance with strength of conviction. It's, so listen to that again. Right. Replacing ignorance with strength of conviction. It doesn't make you any less ignorant just because you're really adamant. Right. But if you're <laughs> adamant... Then, like you said earlier, Jeff Hendrick, is that it feels good to have strength of conviction. Sure. Like, no, no, I am for this, and I am against this, and I will stay that way. And it's right. like, yeah, but you're ignorant. It doesn't. No, I'm convicted. I have convictions. You no, know? no, sure. strong. Except I have that resolve. they don't. Because when they say... <laughs> There's your contempt coming. Keep going. Well, no. When they say they stand for the rule of law. I get you. And Trump has broken so many laws, yeah. they do not stand in the conviction of rule no, of law. they When they say not. America first, and they see their president eject the American press and put in Russian press and, and bring in... Yeah. You know, Russians, they do not put America first. They start <laughs> to say that the American yeah. press is fake news and the Russian press is the truth. So they don't have convictions that they yeah. stand on. Yeah, I mean, we recall it doesn't have to go back that far. Uh, let me read you some quotes. You guys know this with the classified stuff. Paul Ryan in 2016, July, said it's simple. Individuals who are extremely careless with classified info should be denied further access to it. Thank right? you. Well, I, right. That's the thing, though. There is this rumor circulating around the intelligence communities that that's already happening. Yeah. That they're not trusting Trump. That's right. With information because they right. know he can't keep his freaking mouth shut. That is right. So we have now a president who, by his own careless, callous, stupid yeah. inaction, is being minimalized by the very intelligence agencies he's supposed to count on to make him smart. Yeah. That was, unqualifies was, him to be president correct. right there. We know he's unfit. Uh, most people know he's unfit, but you're right. The Republicans in Congress are holding on. They're not going to let go for the minute. Okay, they so we have what to, is what do you think Ryan's motivation is not to bring impeachment charges forward? Well, you know, let's look. Do you think it's money? Uh, Absolutely. It's but, money from whom? Let me Coke give you a couple industries. things. 
Uh, let's take, for instance, let's do some clips so we can hear from others, too. Adam Hi. Schiff, you know, our own Adam Schiff right here in the Valley. He's right. one of the, he was on Bill Maher. This is how he explained the Republicans. What, what are the Republicans saying to each other behind closed doors? They all want something from this president before the wheels come completely yeah. off the wagon. Ah, um, so they, they want their tax cuts. The they tax want their cuts. regulatory right. uh, repeal of the mining exactly. regulations, et cetera. Money. And then they'll find their spine. Right. Um, there are a few people who are speaking out, and I think, frankly, this is John McCain's finest hour. Uh, probably his most important public service in Vietnam is what he is doing now. And I, I wish we had more Republicans in the House or maybe even one in the House who was willing to follow his example. Right. One. Yeah. Or even wish just one. Had one. Yeah. And, and, and I'll give Adam Schiff credit because he's trying to be trying to be the adult in the room. And he's trying to endow John McCain. Because if you watch John McCain, he's been back and forth. On the one minute, he's like, oh, this please. is outrageous. And the next minute, he goes back to, well, the president can do what he wants. You know? uh, yeah. And so he's wishy-washy. But if we, you know, Adam Schiff is right to endow him with this, you know, that better side so that it will happen. So, you know, we're going to go deeper into this, of course. But the one thing I want to, the, the, the key component that is required for fascism to succeed and exist uh-huh. is total and complete loyalty donald trump has no loyalty this is becoming very obvious and he also he can't get anybody to to pledge loyalty to him yeah in addition to actually asking for loyalty uh he can't which he couldn't get from comey which we knew he wouldn't get from comey but before you push back let me give you one more quick uh like for instance some headlines were made on Mika and Joe this morning. Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, uh, the newly engaged couple that's uh, so adorable. And they were talking about Kellyanne Conway. And here's their take on how Kellyanne Conway has is really handling it all. This is a woman, by the way, who came on our show during the campaign. And then she would get off the air. The uh, camera would be turned off. The microphone would be taken off. And she would say, I need to take a shower because she disliked her candidate so much. Also said, it was very interesting, also said that um, this is just, this is just like my, my, my summer in Europe. This is just my vacation. I'm just I'll be, doing this I'll, for the money. I'm just doing it for the money. I'll be off this soon. She, I don't know that she ever said this, I'm doing this morning, but she said, this is just my, my summer vacation, my summer in Europe, and basically, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to get through this. But first I have to take a shower, because it feels so dirty <laughs> and, to be saying what I'm saying. I guess she's just used to it now. And, and also, I thought it was very interesting, after the Access Hollywood tape came out, that's when she started referring to Donald Trump as... Her client. My client. Yeah, there. Yet, you, you know, know what? No, she's still going. Yeah, she's still working no, no. for him. They'll so... always be able to hire someone to talk for him and such. But but, but she's still a part of the administration, Jeff. I know that. I, I'm not saying she's come no, around just... and become a saint. I'm saying is that you can't even get her to be totally loyal. And also, why do we know you, you could never? You can't get. A, you can never get a, a whore to be loyal. <laughs> no, I, I, I will think, explain I why I use that specific word. Enough. She, yeah, and and. Yeah. And here's the thing. What? Okay, we might not be completely a fascist country, but the point is this. We are well on our way. And people need to get out on the streets now and stop it from happening. Because once we are there, then it's too late. And that is my point. This is the time I am saying we are at DEFCON 4. You know, fascism advances in stages. It it goes through outrage, shock, 
intimidation, followed by brief periods of normalization, where people accommodate to the new situation that the regime has imposed. These are all stages that are happening, and I will not be a part of the normalization process. I am done with that. Nobody's going to normalize this. Nobody's going to normalize this. We do normalize it. We make excuses for it. Wait a minute, Stein. Did you just say that nobody normalizes? Nobody's going to normalize this. Have you watched Fox News lately? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're normalizing the hell out of this nonsense. They're they're all about, hey, no, it's always been a circus. We've always had monkeys. Uh, No, we haven't. And stay with us because <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk about that because, you know, in this bubble, the experience, how is fascism doing on the Fox News side? And, of course, I go over there and take a look and uh, I want to report on some of the things and also a couple of the stories that you may be hearing from your crazy uncle who watches Fox News about a guy named Seth Rich that you're like, what is this thing? Uh, let me oh, tell you about God, some of that. That old nugget. Yeah, the conspiracies that are running around so you can hear and understand how kooky that is when we return to Jeff's World. Thank you again for being a part of Jeff's World. You are officially a, a citizen, and that uh, makes you a little smarter than the average bear. I think so. I'm Jeff Stein, along with Eric Ferriston and Jeff Hendrick, trying to figure it all out. While while weird white supremacists are uh, marching with torches and chanting. If you weren't able to hear that, Russia is our friend. Russia is our friend. Yeah, they actually chanted that. It only lasted for about 10 seconds. I think they all started to realize that that, uh, that was about the stupidest thing they could say. This is going to go viral, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to uh, go viral. Woo! So uh, that's, they also. That's what scares me. I know. Here's another one. Hold on before we get to the clip. I don't know what they're saying there. No bull. But then here it comes. Here it comes. You will not replace us. And by the way, a little little lesson in basic consciousness. The word not is not heard. Uh, they're just screaming, you will replace us. And yeah, guess what? We will. If no, you don't know that story. Even, even beyond that, you're going to replace yourselves. You're replacing yourselves. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to <laughs> There's to, a newer model to. coming down the line, and it's smarter than you, and you're going to be put on the dusty shelf with so, the elf. Right? The dusty <laughs> shelf with the elf. But, but so this my... right here, though, this is what fascism looks like. That's it, right. It, it, it's about this hyper uh, nationalism. It's yeah. um, xenophobia. Um, I mean, I I don't know if you when you were in school and you learned about World War Two and uh, what Hitler did in Nazi Germany. And if you ever thought about, well, if I was there, you know, I would have I would have saved Anne Frank. I would have hid these people. Right, I would have done right, that. Right. But look at what's happening right now. And yep. ask yourself, what are you doing? These detention centers that they are putting, uh, you know people without papers in these are very similar to i mean prisons they are prisons they're they're putting children in them they're putting women in them Uh, a guy was just in there uh for 19 days and committed suicide um the the today is like the year anniversary of a guy border patrol uh killing uh, a guy and he's screaming Please stop. Please help me. Now, we see this with our own police of in, in communities of color. And it's like, what are we doing about it? These are human beings that are being tortured to death. Oh, no, 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 no. See, that's 
that's where the optics get shifted, my friend. They aren't human beings. They don't look like us. They don't worship like us. They don't believe in the same God. They don't love their children like we do. They're not human beings. That's why it's easy to marginalize them. That's why it's easy to put them into detention camps. That's why it's easy to deport them, because they aren't like us. They are the other. And that is page two of this administration's playbook. Point out the other, get rid of them, everybody else will be happy. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, less than 14% of ICE detainees have access to an attorney. Yeah. Well, they... Which uh, is a violation of our own constitution. It is and it isn't. Of course, they're not citizens, which makes it sticky. But yes, because citizens aren't entitled to due process as much as, as citizens are. But again, I don't want to have a whole discussion on, on ICE and this and that. What I want to have a discussion on yeah. is how do we uh, walk folks up like Erica back to a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Uh, because, yeah, if you want to make a list of how terrible things are and how close we are to fascism, DEFCON 4. That's why I agree with you. I think this is the closest we have been. Actually, if we're going to continue, if we're going to continue to use the DEFCON metaphor, um, uh, DEFCON one is war. DEFCON five is peace. Oh, duh, that's right. So we're actually oh, really? at DEF- okay, get it backwards. I we're on DEFCON, DEFCON two. Five we're was... two is we're the DEFCON okay, two. Okay, we're at DEFCON two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's that. right. I forgot. It is reversed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I forgot that. My bad. Um, so oh, well, Matthew Broderick's going to be. I upset. know the computer's name was Whopper. I remember that. So, uh, Daphne Coleman is awesome. Oh, my God. The mustache awesome. that never dies. Uh, Do you remember him in the Cloak and Dagger movies? God, he was. I loved those when I was a kid. And, 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 and as a horrible boss in nine to five. Yeah, I my mean, favorite yes. line from him is, is I don't want you to do it because you're weak. I want you to do it because you know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, my friend, could be an encapsulation for the entire Trump administration's philosophy. Uh, no, I don't want you to John do Liddy for that one. I don't want you to. All right. So, again, though, here's what I hope will help you. It, try to try to go with me on this one, Erica, because if you want to paint the picture of how terrible things are, I, I'm with you. It's tough. It's it's scary right now, and this is as scary as it's going to get. But, see, I but already we, resent that statement. Which part? The fact if that, you want to paint the picture as if it's not true, you mean as if I'm discounting your as truth. if I'm cherry picking, exaggerating, okay. uh, no, painting a picture. What what I'm doing is saying this is a reality and this is happening. And you people, meaning all of us, need to understand the reality and get out there and do something about it. Then perhaps the phrase is not you people, but we the people. Yeah, we the people. We the people. I mean, okay, let me try to come up with an analogy. Let's say, okay. if the, you know, if, you, if you're sitting in your, your house is on fire, um, you, you can... Gosh, it's warm in here. Right. Um, <laughs> you are right to say the house is on fire. The get rest out. of the neighbor get out. The rest of the neighborhood is now in jeopardy. And if you don't take care of this, it could burn the whole right. state down. Let's take action. Let's get out here. Get water right. on this. Call the fire department. Take action. Good. Put out the fire. All right. So we're going to stay on the take action and the remedy side of it. And we're also going to look at what the firemen are doing, fire people are doing right now, because there are things, people rushing to the scene to deal with this. Fascism is not going to take hold here. We're not going to let this happen by any measure. There's already even 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 the point of what Adam Schiff said, where you've got craven Republicans who are holding on long enough to get their initiatives through. The premise of that truth is that they know Donald Trump is done and imploding. Everybody knows that. It's the worst kept secret in, in, in Washington that Donald Trump's presidency is over. It's a matter of time. They know that. Just the fact that they're craving they're going to slip something through doesn't change that reality. And let's go again, because I started— Then the Republicans are the fascists. 
they are enabling it at this time. And it's not just one person. Aiding and abetting. They're right now aiding and abetting. And that is not uncommon. Uh, we've seen both parties do that through history, aid and abet a president's clear you know, shortcomings, at least, and if not, criminality. And this is the most egregious case of it. But I want to look, I want to talk about, you know, what it really, what's the real intentions going on here? Because I think it's going to make you and everyone feel a little better is if we can say, you know, because the truth that's lying underneath all this, because they know, Erica, they know this is near fascism. They know that the, the Republicans, I mean, in Congress, they're aware they just are being a-holes thinking they can just have it under control because they're not scared that Donald Trump is going to start, you know, going Coming to, after them. Right. Or even, or even burning, actually lighting the Constitution on fire because they would never let it happen. Happen. They know that they're not going to let it happen, but they are going to be so disgustingly uh, enabling to a point that no one. I mean, here's the thing. Why right. do you think that they won't let it happen <laughs> in 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 Hitler's era? The, his people yeah, let it, it was, happen. They did. It was because different, they but, yeah. they, you know, profit at the top. And, and you know, I. I'm arguing with I want you to win this argument. I know. So I'm not trying to be No, I, like I think it's an important argument. Jerk. This is exact. No, I think you should stay in your contrary position where you are not contrary, contrary to me, not contrary okay. to you. It's true to you. Um, because this is the great debate. This is why I'm embracing this. This is what we have to get through. They so, should have stopped this a long time ago. Yes, they should they have. They should not have allowed it to, for him to even be their nominee. I know. And and as I huddle with my Republican family or my Republican friends, uh, and I'm watching these 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 conservatives on television who are saying this is over. This is these guys are covering up. This is these are crimes. This is unquestionable. And then you see conservatives saying what Adam Schiff was saying that yeah, they're going to try to slip it by. They're that craven. I'm that embarrassed by this Republican party. It no longer bears resemblance. And here's why. Here let me see if I can give it in a, in a sense of a human idea of why their intention is so messed up and upside down, all right? Their fear is that this is their last chance to get their agenda through, right? We can all agree on that. Maybe, but, but here's the thing. Their agenda's crap. Well, I don't argue with that. Okay, well, no, but I mean, if you want to talk about people that are actually doing the country harm, when you kick 24 million people off of health care, that's I harm. Know. When, I you, know. when you Yesterday, approve this toxic, you know, pesticide to be sprayed, yeah. that's killing people. Yeah, and, and it's a side Yesterday, note. Yesterday, when you kicked disabled kids off of insurance yeah, very quietly horrible. under the radar disabled kids i know that people... the party of family values yeah the par- not yeah it's i insane. guess i guess you the have hypocrisy to... is out of control i think you have to be uh i think for the it's Republican party to love you. hypocrisy yeah, i know this it's... is cruel yes it's cruel hypocrisy it is so bad. But Wait, putting that aside and going to your point, no, go ahead. And, and these rants are important because, I mean, I'm coming out of Mother's Day weekend uh, watching how the party of family values and their President Trump, who would not, uh, did not see or communicate, or communicate, I sent a text, I'm sure, he did not see the mothers of any of his children or the mother of his grandchildren. He didn't go visit any of them. And this is the party of family values who thinks that he's just great. Now, they're gone. It, 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 Donald Trump is over. That's not the point. The point is, is what are the Republicans? And again, their fear that this is their last chance to get their agenda through reveals the truth of their conviction. It reveals that they know that they are a dying breed, that they're that what they believe in is unpopular 
and is not will not be will not stand. Well, thank goodness that they're legislating all these horrible draconian laws to leave in place after we kick them out in 2018. Well, we have to. Un- we're gonna have to. There's gonna be a lot. See, we have but to undo. I think I'm we have a bigger, bigger problem. I think we have a world problem of oligarchy. Yeah, and no, I, that's I correct. Think that you're seeing it. So yeah, I mean, obviously, Russia and, th- got and to when us you and- say they're that they're dying breed, I feel like that you're confusing two things. I feel like you're confusing the, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could totally be wrong, but the white American working class who feel that they are a dying breed, but then you have the Republican uh, party in control. They are not a part of that class. They use that class. But their dying breed, which I'm not so sure it's dying, is oligarchy. The country run by a few wealthy oligarchs, families, be they Russian oligarchs or, or you the know, Waltons. Walmart. Or the Waltons or the Waltons. Oligarchs. Or the Wal- or the yeah. Koch brothers, the Mercer family, the Walton family. Yeah. So I, so that's so I don't know that that that's who they are looking out for. And so I hear I can see this argument that whatever, we're a dying breed, so we want white people to rule. But this this group is more of the oligarchy clan. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um, those jobs aren't dying. Those jobs were killed. They were murdered by, by the Republicans by legis- in by, charge by both parties. I'm not going to give the Democrats a skate on okay. this one because they had to vote for some of these trade bills that That's absolutely true. screwed the middle class. Well, understand, too, that we the- have shipped off more jobs overseas than we've yeah. created here over the last 30 years. It's an over under. Yes, and also, but there's deeper to that statistic. Now we're digressing a little bit, but right. 14% of the of jobs were lost by trade deals and by outsourcing. 84% of them were lost by automation, by advancements. Most of the problems with our jobs in the manufacturing middle America, yeah. where they want their that Donald Trump promised their jobs back, they didn't lose them because of immigrants. They didn't lose them because of they were shipped. So they you, lost them mostly because we advanced, and the Democrats and Republicans right. were Absolutely. complicit in not replacing those jobs with either education for the more advanced jobs right. or some sort of alternative or Solar something. panels, wind farms, yeah. you can we hire did it here in California. employees. Right. Yeah, well, we here, did it in so California, but not. Then, then our Republican listeners, uh, both of you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, then listen uh, to the following th- yeah. <laughs> you didn't lose your job to Jose. You lost your job to unit one number 17995. Yeah, right. You lost it to a robot. So don't go and punch somebody who's got more melanin in your in, in their skin than you because yeah. you think he cost you your job. But let me address what that you said, happen. Erica, right. uh, because you're right. The only thing that unites uh, the Republican infrastructure, congressional especially, statewide, state on some state levels as well, of course, but the Republican structure and the Republican voter, the only thing that unites them was a common fear. Because there's no doubt they had completely contradictory intentions. God, guns, I, and gays. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is, they both have a fear that who they are, what they are, their jobs, their livelihoods, everything was going away. Now, of course, the Republicans in Congress looked at it like, well, my livelihood, meaning my, my seven-figure ex- salaries and things, it's a, different, it's a different circumstance, obviously. They are trying to line their pockets. They are oligarchs to a large degree, and, and that's they, sad. they're multimillionaires. Yeah, most of them are. 52% you know, of Congress are, multi, are multimillionaires. There you go. And 52%. Trump has put in a billionaire cabinet. 
Exactly. The, the richest cabinet ever in the history of this country. Right. But here's where I wanted to... Oh, well, we got to go back. All right. So when we come back, uh, I'll answer this question because I think it's a really important one. And I'll also get into uh, the other thing, healthcare. We had some big moments in that and some uprisings in big ways. The dialogue is moving in the right direction, despite what it may seem. Uh, we are evolving and growing. And I will uh, attempt to prove that to even the people in this room when we return to Jeff's World. Thank you for joining us for another warm and fuzzy edition Jeff's World. I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Pariston and Jeff Hendrick. And sometimes it just gets ugly, y'all. Uh, and it's not uh, no exception in this room. It's 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 just sticky. This is ugly stuff. And I and I and, and I'm uh, you know not without. I, I drive my co-host a little bit crazy, which is understandable um, because I'm quite, as you've noticed if you listen to the show, I'm quite determined to. Uh, focus on on what is wanted instead of what is don't wanted and i know the argument is well you got to look at the problem so that we can see what the solution is yeah i agree and and that's why we rant here too and i'm up for rants but uh i'm gonna pivot towards a solution i'm gonna pivot towards some understanding some forgiveness some releasing of this contempt for each other we have to if we don't, <laughs> then we will add to the destruction that we are perceiving is inevitable. And it's not inevitable. It's our decision whether or not we want us to continue to support this destruction by painting a picture of doom and gloom. And I know you're like, I mean, even my co-hosts are sitting here going, well, geez, Jeff, you're, not, I mean, you know, you're, you're basically mocking us for, for not to... Uh, you know, taking us seriously. I don't, I take my co-host, I take you two very, very seriously in terms of what the pain you're experiencing, what we're feeling and the terror that we're all experiencing. True. It's real. Um, but, <laughs> and we can talk about that as long as you want, but at some point we got to say, okay, now what? Now, how do we pivot? What's next? How do, you know? And so here's where I think we should pivot. Go ahead. If you want to say something, America. Um, is that we're all on board. Yeah, oh, there's crazy Trump people, and they're going to go off this cliff. And one of the analogies I love to say is called, we call the 28% rule it used to have in politics. Back at, It started back in the Vietnam War. When the Vietnam War was at its height of disapproval, there were still 28% who said this was the best, most noble war we've ever had, right? And that pretty much, those folks went to their grave with that. They always thought the Vietnam War was awesome. It reoccurred with Richard Nixon. It reoccurred with George, H., George W. Bush and the Iraq War. 28% about thought, nope, this was wrong. I wonder how many of those 28% actually served or had relatives or children that served. Hypocrites to the core. There's no I'm doubt. curious. No, there's no doubt they're hypocrites to it's the core. That's a good point, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's what I find so amazing about uh, the rile up to conflict that we always seem to have in this country is the people riling us up and the people sending us there never go yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah. So the next time there's, anybody there's a quote votes from Socrates about that, yeah, <laughs> about people saying we should go to war and they don't go. Right. <laughs> well, I, you know, and it's been said by smarter people than me that the warfare changed completely when generals started leading from the rear. Yeah, right. Like if you had a guy in the vanguard, the guy in front is your general with a big shiny pointy spear. All right, I, I don't approve of war. But I can get behind that guy saying he's going to go out and do the thing because he's actually out there doing the thing. Right, right. But when I've got people like, you know, you know Corker and, and Cochran and, and, and McConnell and yeah. even even Schumer and these guys, oh, well, we need to go and send some people over there. Yeah, but it's never your people. 
Well, this is a little bit of a segue, and I know you hate that, Jeff Stein. No, hit me. But we just celebrated Mother's Day. Yes. And um, my my husband and kids really gave me such a beautiful Aww. Mother's Day. It was really sweet. But the original Mother's Day, um, it was about um, anti-war. Yeah. Um, and it was started by Julia Ward Howe, who's best known as uh, the woman who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Right. And I'm just going to read the first yeah, two please. stanzas of this poem um, that starts off, um, and, and this explains the goals of the original holiday of Mother's Day. And she writes, Arise, all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We women of one country will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure other to injure theirs. Yes. And it goes on, but how yeah. eloquent and profound and as a mother this is where I come from. I have, you know, my card that says radical humanist. Yep. For Jeff's world. That stanza speaks to the core of that. Yeah. You know, the the guy who killed himself, the people who, um, the, the border patrol who tortured a man to death, that's somebody's son. Yeah. That's somebody's baby. Yeah. That they, that, that mother probably denied herself chocolate and coffee to make sure she had a baby born with a beating heart and 10 fingers and 10 toes you know these put your kids through all of these classes so that they grow up being contributing citizens these are whether they speak english or spanish or even russian these are somebody's children they might be a 40 year old child a 22 year old child but as a mother and as a human this is what i want to call out look at what's happening now and stand now you don't need to wait till we're a completely fascist institution to then stand up stand up now yeah yeah, stand up now so you can be ca- stand up now so you can be counted as opposed to be stand up later so you can be killed <laughs> And I'm not messing around about this. I mean, no. there already there are rumors leaking out that he had asked Comey to arrest U.S. journalists. Yep, that's yes. right. And what about the the information, the, the sensitive information that our allies gave us, letting us know, hey, this terrible thing might happen, and because. He he gave that information to the to Russians, brag. the enemy. Yeah. And although, yes, technically he can unclassify it, the person they can they can figure out now who that person was that gave us that that information to yep. safeguard our it. country. Yeah. Yeah. That 
person is probably going to be tortured to death, which I don't even want to say that out loud because I, I really hope that they are, I don't know, taken care of. But that's unbelievable to me and that you have people chanting Russia is our friend and yeah. I I'm not even about like hating Russia yeah I'm, I'm not but I mean what is happening in our name yep well that is unacceptable you gotta but then again you gotta you gotta set the way back machine for uh, that's 120 true. years that's true. of this stuff yeah I mean, because remember the Maine was a big headline that got us that was, you know, Randolph Hearst and his yellow journalism. And that got us into the Spanish-American War so we could sell more bombs to more people. And slavery and all of these things, except I can't go back in the Wayback Machine. I can only stand here in today in 2017 and do the best that I can, which is why I'm always saying these things on the radio. And when we uh, come back, we'll continue this dialogue because this is, gosh, this is such good stuff. And I will hopefully live up to that Mother's Day homage because there's the point. That's the meat of it. That's who we are. And and that's who we're going to be as we get through this rather uh, intense circumstance in our young democracy that continues to be a participation sport. That when we return to Jeff Ford. Okay, sir, but back to James Comey. Your staff has been insisting all week that you didn't fire him because of his Russian investigation. No, I did. (laughs) Wait, what? I fired him because of Russia. I thought, he's investigating Russia. I don't like that. I should fire him. (laughs) And you're just admitting that? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But that's obstruction of justice. Sure, okay. Sure. (laughs) Wait, so did I get him? Is this all over? <laughs> no, I didn't. Nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters anymore. Yep. Right. That's right. Nothing's going to stop me because I've got the Republicans in the palm of my hand. Look at this. This is my favorite part. You called for ice cream, sure. Here's two scoops. Paul Ryan? Yes, sir. <laughs> I am so excited to be working with President Trump on an agenda that benefits... Beat all- it, nerd. Just get the hell out of here, okay? Whatever you say. Mr. Trump, he feeds me dog food. <laughs> that's Saturday Night Live, of course. Uh, that's uh, Balak Baldwin still doing Trump. No, I did... thought I lost my humor, but I actually sense of humor, but I actually Good. laughed. I'm so, so glad. That's Erica Ferris. Then with Jeff Hendrick, I'm Jeff Stein. You're in Jeff's world. The two the two scoops thing is actually a, a yeah. bigger inside joke than tell is... the story. I was going to okay. tell it. Yeah, because this is now on several news. No, this is a thing. This is a thing at the White House. Um, Everybody else for dessert gets one scoop. Donald gets two. What? No, he literally demands yes. that he has two scoops, apparently. Okay, so, so as funny and ha-ha-ha as that is, I this is authoritarianism yeah. right here, and it's dangerous. It is dangerous. It is dangerous, but we also know how dangerous. And here's, the, here's some more good news. Uh, now, you saw... We That's said, a funny a-hole thing about him. Oh my god, it is great, a funny. A-hole. But it's not. There's all sorts of little food and drink things that he does what? to other people. What an oh, yeah. insane human! He had a he had a button installed on his desk so he can get a diet coke. Yeah, he has a diet coke button now. Thankfully, it's on the other side of the Can't desk it just from be the a launch Butler the button. Launch the right. bomb button. Oh, it's the White House. You get you got you you get service all the time. Obviously, oh, yeah. you don't have to you don't have to have a button at all. He's just a, a that crazy that it way. It was a. Uh, Dave had a great scene 
with uh, oh yes, where they where he the takes Dave Kevin Klein and and yeah. uh, he takes Albert Brooks, who was his accountant friend. Right, he's right. like, we got to balance the budget, and uh, he said, oh god, I'm really hungry. He's like, well, you, you you want one of those sausages you love so much? Yeah, yeah. We we got him here in the yeah, White right. House, and he takes him into the kitchen. They just hook Albert Make Brooks up, and he's yeah. just just firing this food down his face, and he's just so happy. Yeah, to yeah. you like, wow, that's kind of an incredibly cool privilege when you're president. Is you you're royalty? You're royalty. It's twenty four seven on the room service. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't have it, they'll go freaking get it for you. Like if you're like, no, I really need a dark Kit Kat bar. Like, oh, right away, sir. And twenty minutes later, it'll be in your hand. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. I want to be president. <laughs> You'd be a better one. I would. Uh, yeah, you would. Yeah, everybody Except in this although, room. Although, of course, then I'd have to discipline myself because I could get all those foods. So I wouldn't even yeah, enjoy right, it. Right, right. Could you send me a kale salad? Yeah. Uh, okay, but <laughs> send but a kale salad, but really send me a you know <laughs> <laughs> covered in butter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a gluten free roll on the side. That's that's the thing is if if, if if Donald Trump wasn't in the headlines so constantly with his you know crimes as it's going now, we would have hear we would hear more about all this this kooky stuff that he demands weird. in the White House, and also too we're finding out about. You know, people say, oh, he's taping. Uh, he was taping James Comey, potentially. Turns out he tapes a lot. Yeah. I've seen several articles about how at Mar-a-Lago, he, has a, he had a special phone installed where he could pick up the phone and listen to any phone call of any employee on the property. Oh, that's creepy. Right? Guess what? They're just going to use their cell phones. Trump. Well, sure. Duh. Yeah. They don't uh, even use landlines anymore. Well, he doesn't use internet just at all. Wasted you know him. He doesn't, your... doesn't get in front of a computer. They say he's almost never touched a computer. Yeah. The other thing life. I hear is that he, he just, just does it on the tweets on his phone. He tweets on his phone and he wanders around. He, he knocks off at about 5.30 every night. <laughs> he puts on his bathrobe and he wanders around the White House. Yeah. Okay. I wear my bathrobe around my yeah, house right, every day. Right. So yeah. but because okay. I'm cold. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're a delegate, not the president. I'll... <laughs> I'll cut you slack on that, Madam Delegate. You can wear yeah. your robe all you oh, want. Oh, my husband wants to burn that robe. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. It's not sexy enough, I'm sure. It's not. There you go. Well, it's warm, though. Uh, it's so warm and cozy, <laughs> and I have the cozy cozy socks. But, but let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's get some good news. Let's pivot okay. to some good news, because go. I think it's important. And one of the things I think is good news is the level of dialogue that's occurring and how many people are paying attention and, and now, San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich. Not a political guy normally. Yeah. <laughs> and here's but. an example of the kind of stuff that, that he gets asked questions because he's willing to talk. And, and this is so it's happening everywhere. I mean, we saw it with the Jimmy Kimmel test and the Jimmy Kimmel follow up. But here's this. These are crazy times. Do you ever find yourself reporter. getting distracted by what's going on now outside world? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that you would ask that because usually. Things happen in the world, and you go to work, you know, and you got your family, and you got your friends, and you do what you do. But uh, to this day, I just I feel like there's a a, a cloud, a pall over right. the, the whole country in a, in a paranoid, surreal sort of way. It's got nothing to do with the Democrats losing the election. Uh, it's got to do with the way one individual conducts himself, uh, yeah. and that's. Uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, it's dangerous to our institutions and what we all stand for and what we expect the country to be. But for this individual, he's at a game show. Uh, and everything that happens begins and ends with him, not our people or our country. Every time he talks about those things, that's just a ruse. That's just disingenuous, cynical, and uh, 
I mean, this is a head coach talking about <sighs> basketball at a basketball conference, and that's his. But and what he a, has to express that anxiety? What a what a really well thought out, eloquent right? condemnation of the president. That was just, and he didn't use his name. No, and I think that's that's, that's kind of an understood politics, thing actually. right now. Yeah, like nobody, you forty five Trump, you never refer to him. As Scrotus president. is the worst. Scro- so <laughs> so called ruler of the United States. So that's what Scrotus is. If you haven't heard that one, and it also just sounds so naughty. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Obviously, the naughty part. And so even in there was a Miss USA crowned. Miss DC was crowned. And then and she opened up her mouth. She opened her mouth before she was crowned. Obviously, they didn't ask her the question portion. And I want to get your guys' thoughts another time. I actually give her a little room on this, but take a listen. Do you think affordable health care for all U.S. citizens is a right or a privilege, and why? I'm definitely going to say it's a privilege. As a government employee, I am granted um, health care. And I see firsthand that for one, to have health care, you need to have jobs. So therefore, we need to continue to cultivate this environment that we're given the opportunity to have health care as well as jobs to all the American citizens worldwide. So all the American citizens worldwide. Oh, my God. Oh God and I'm then sorry. like the, um, the Afghanistan and the Iraq. Yeah. And then, yeah, she, look. Congratulations, you've got a nice, sweet government job that gives you really nice health care. Screw you and your obtuse, myopic worldview. So then by her definition, stay-at-home moms don't deserve health care because they don't leave the house to work for somebody else. Stay-at-home dads don't deserve health care. Senior citizens who are retired don't yeah. deserve health care. Careful, Miss DC, People your privilege who is showing. Can't you know get yeah. a job? They just deserve to die. I mean, yeah. come on now, think but, it through, little girl. Right. Well, you know, several things. One, uh, God, look at this. We're having this debate even on on a on a Miss USA pageant. Awesome. This is how important it is. Two, I don't think she even understood what she was saying. Somewhat in her defense, I think when she when she heard the a privilege, she thought, "Oh, it's definitely a privilege to have it." No, 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 no. You don't you don't understand the question. No, I don't right. think she understood the question a, either. And I thought she was actually trying to make a point of we need to give everybody good jobs yeah, that right. I have. She vamped, and, yeah. But yeah. she's just she's, she's you know fumbled bad. She fumbled. But <laughs> I have some good news. Oh, good. Um, so in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, civil rights attorney Larry Krasner is about to become the city's next district attorney yeah. after winning the Democratic primary on Tuesday. He has represented protesters with Black Lives Matter Um ACT Up, Occupy Philadelphia, and other progressive groups. He's a longtime opponent of capital punishment. Um, He opposes stop-and-frisk policies, and um, he hopes to create a team that will investigate and prosecute police and public officials for abuses. Yeah. So that's some good news. There are so many progressive politicians, Democrat or otherwise, and I say progressive because I, 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 I'm I, waiting again for the Who rebuild. Who are the Republican progressives I'm, again? Exactly. Who I'm waiting they? for the rebuild of the Republican <laughs> Party. And it's, No, the fact that you leave that door open, though, is 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 what's going to have people come through it. That's true. I hope. I, you know? I agree. You know, and, I've, and, I've, and we've talked about this before, and you've made sure that, that when we're arguing with people, when we're, when we're conflicted, that it's not personal and that you actually reach out and you say, okay, what is it that you want? Yeah, what do as you a, want? As opposed to pointing at them going, you're so wrong, I hope you die in a fiery car crash. <laughs> no, the, the other yeah. option and the more progressive and the more loving human, humanity-oriented yeah. responses, well, what is it that you're looking for? What is it about this guy 
that still floats your boat. Because I can't see it, but that maybe is a shortcoming on my part. And if I don't directly point my waggy accusy finger at you, maybe we can actually have an honest dialogue about it. Yeah. So as much as I get fired up and as much as I rant and rave, I don't want to exclude anyone from the conversation because all of our voices united is what's going to change this. It's not going to be screaming at each other. It's one giant chorus of, Oh, we could do better than this. Yeah. And then the light bulb goes off. Which gets us back to the top of the show. It's the contempt that's our problem. Right. It's this feeling that, well, I'm done with you because you're obviously worthless. Remember that contempt definition, the, the, the perception that this person is worthless to you. Right. And, and I love the other part that he mentions where once someone has contempt for you, you never forget it. You know, when you encounter somebody and they say, well, you're a stupid liberal who just wants to g- b- b- murder babies, you're done with that person. You know? Well, absolutely. <laughs> in, well, in my There's mind, nowhere to go. Right, and exactly. that's your point exactly. that you're making about leaving the door open and not boxing people in. And I feel that I am always trying to walk the line of I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm not, and exactly how it is, and still leave a door open. Right. Yeah. Right. So the other uh, fun one, you know, Rod Blum. Remember from uh, the congressman who decided to open his big mouth. And uh, say something this week about health care. And I, we have a great response to that, too. But he was in a town hall meeting. Here's Rod Blum, uh, oh Republican, of course, and what he said about Obamacare. These crazy regulations that Obamacare puts on, such as a 62-year-old male having to have pregnancy insurance. <laughs> so, I, I don't even think that's true. That's not the truth. That's, not even, that's crazy. Yeah. He's mismaking. He's, he's just a, making stuff from up. Dubuque, Iowa, by the way. He was at a town hall making stuff up. But this is where I get excited because here was the response that got more response than his response. This woman, Barbara Rank, from Hidden Oaks Court in Dubuque, Iowa, she makes her your comment back. She says, Congressman Rod Blum said that why should a 62-year-old man have to pay for maternity care? I ask, why should I pay for a bridge I don't cross, a sidewalk I don't walk on, a library book I don't read? Why should I pay for a flower I won't smell, a park I don't visit, or art I can't appreciate? Why should I pay the salaries of politicians I didn't vote for ah. a, tax cut, right? ah. a, a tax cut that doesn't affect me or a loophole I can't take advantage of. It's called democracy, a civil society, the greater good. That's what we pay for. Whoa! Right? Who is that lady? Right? She's just a lady who wrote no, it no, no. How does she think so that's, clearly and that, articulate it so beautifully? That is not just a lady, my friends. That is the next congresswoman from right, iowa right, right? <laughs> what is her name barbara rank barbara Bar- rank who will be the ranking member of <laughs> run. committee nope. run rank run yes. there we go thank you barbara thank I know. you how do we awesome get her to a clip of this show yeah I, right and 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 so you need get the responses i'm looking on twitter you know god barbara thank you wherever you are thank you beautiful answer fits perfectly american yeah. hero please run for office we need to like <laughs> You know? <laughs> what are they tweeting? Just at Barbara Rank? Yeah, at Barbara Rank, I guess. Let's see where she is. Uh, Any response? No, from she's her? just, you know, she's, I don't even know if she's even on. Yeah. yeah. She's not even on Twitter. I don't think so. You know, she's just this lady who wrote a letter to the editor in the good old fashioned newspaper. Old school, baby. You know? As you can see in the newspaper article. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. So this what's, is what's the happening. name of the newspaper? Uh, let's see. What is that in? I can't see. Let's see if it's the... Oh, I don't know. I have to look okay. it up. I'm sorry. I can't answer that question. At this I point. am now on a mission I to find know. Barbara Rank. <laughs> I know. But this is what is happening. Yeah. And it's know? not... It's it's men. It's women. It's Democrats. It's Republicans. Yes. It's, it's U.S. citizens stomping their feet and saying, you know what? I think I'm getting off the crazy train here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
and so when you when you hear this stuff, uh, and again we're we're gonna, we're going to talk about it. when we come back we'll talk about it more you know we're the Fox News bubble and what these other conspiracies they're hearing and so that is part of our issue of course is is, is it's hard not to have contempt for folks who are so tight in a bubble that they're only hearing stuff that, that fits perfectly in their worldview and makes no sense to the rest of us uh, they will still receive their problems but uh, we'll get that when we return to Jeff's world. A letter released by President Trump's lawyers claims that the last 10 years of his tax returns do not show any income from Russian sources, quote, with a few exceptions. (laughs) With a few exceptions is not a comforting phrase. That's like hearing, don't worry, all the kids came back from the field trip, with a few exceptions. (laughs) Welcome back to Jeff's World. I'm Jeff Stein with Erica Ferris and Jeff Hendrick. We uh... we can't find Bobby. Sorry. Uh, But here's his lunch pail. It's still full. Uh-huh. But you were talking to, during the break about uh, contempt, uh, Erica. Well, I was feeling that I have contempt for Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. How do I? How do I not do that? I, well, you, I can't can you find switch? Can a, you switch it to pity? Because she is also a pitiable. Pity's character. better. Okay, pity's better. I could walk it. to I feel. I don't know. Hold on, I'm stuck. <laughs> Still so stuck at contempt. <laughs> Hold right. on. Well, somebody build a bridge for me. Hold my hand. Had had she not been, uh, I would have found her much less contemptible. She's she... Goebbels is the problem. Yeah. And and she's she's a child of Goebbels. She's, she's not smart enabler. enough to be Goebbels. Right, that's true. Well, I, again, see, I just gave her more credit than she deserved because she's on TV, and so we get fooled. No, because that she maybe might actually... I was trying to be charitable. Well, you know, had she. Jeff, the, way, the way to go ahead. Uh, the thing, I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, no. I would have had way less animosity towards her and, and bad feelings about her had she not been Cruz's mouthpiece first. I know. And was out there on I all know. the same show. All the same show. Saying Donald Trump is the worst candidate ever. He's unfit ever. to be president. He's all these He's quotes. crazy. Remember we played all those clips of her yes. just destroying Donald Trump. And then four months later, she's on his payroll. And has nothing better to nothing good. good things to say. That is the perfect example. So now we let's walk that from contempt to forgiveness, right? So that just illustrates the point. So we know something about Kellyanne Conway is she is a professional word spinner, right? And so this is what she has decided. Or whore, but <laughs> exactly word uh, whore. Word whore. Uh, no, Jeff Hendricks more of a word whore because he'll pretty much <laughs> use any word that uh, <laughs> that he could to make a point. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> You're the word whore. And, I, uh, and I'm wearing fishnet stockings and really high heels right see, now. There he goes. And uh, Manola Blanco. And I didn't mean there. that in the sexual no, no, definition. No, no, I know, but I know. Selling yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, need, selling, we need a generic non-sexual yourself, word for a whore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a corporate whore. Like yeah. selling yourself for... Uh, money, yeah. you know your your mind, your talents. Well, your okay, but we also maybe unnecessarily a little bit too general. We may be also unnecessarily harsh, Erica, in that we have no idea if she had any moral compass before she got into this game. <laughs> right? Maybe she was completely adrift her entire existence. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. All right, but keep walking. So forgiveness. <laughs> so <laughs> the best way to get to forgiveness is is to if one way. To, I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard to look at her and say, you know what? I know she's a good person underneath. Very hard to see. Obviously, because of that, because our actions are just so dastardly in the way you perceive them, right? So the only way else to forgive is to trace a line between 
what they've attached their self-esteem to and what they've attached their beliefs to and the fears that are behind them. And obviously, she just kept walking. She was a trial lawyer, and she kept walking this path of defending people that were undefendable. She did it her whole career, and she made more and more money, got more and more praise, got more and more accolades. And See, she I just can't go release. there. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because in this country, everyone has the right in the court of law to a defense. Yeah. So, so I do think everyone, regardless of you know what they're accused of, or they they have a right to defend. So I don't see that as. Well, I think she was doing mostly corporate cases, but yes, a little so, bit still. So, civil but I trials. guess what I could get to is I feel sorry for her. Yeah, and that's fine. You can say, look, you know, you you could have a life where you where your extreme talents of wordsmithing could be towards you know a, a common good instead of just selling the the product that's in front of you. Right, you you could have been a spokesperson for the Sierra Club. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever, kids, yeah. kids with cancer, or United Way, <laughs> United or, Way, yeah, something nice. And you know that's the American. But she said she's the spokesperson for you know, or Donald J. Trump. But here's where I it's remember yeah. the consciousness, and you know this one. You guys know this one so well in terms of I'm telling like Trump. You know, everybody knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one's more conscious than Killian. <laughs> she's so enlightened. No one's enlightened like her. She's believe she's me. She's the most enlightened ever. Uh, any hoodle. <laughs> the, any hoodle. Uh, the truth. Uh, this is you know you, whether you're biblical, spiritual, or scientific. You know what you focus upon, you receive. You know all these things. You've heard me say it before. And this is going to be a classic example of that because again, I started with the Republicans in Congress who believe. They cannot get past their own denial. Remember when O.J. was guilty of sin and he still got acquitted? What did he do? He walked himself back into guilt. He did this crazy kidnapping thing with his trophy. He ended up going to jail anyway. And it's the old Dostoevsky crime and punishment. You cannot escape your own guilt. You can't deny your own guilt. in your own. Even though you say it all day long, you're living with a denial. Right. So are the Republicans in Congress. They know that what they're trying to push will take away health care and ruin things for people. But they're so on this crusade and so determined to believe that this is their last chance of Have doing it. Have you ever it. heard of um, sociopaths? Exactly. Well, because we're sociopaths all <laughs> don't have guilt. Neither do narcissists. But it doesn't matter if they do or do not have guilt is what I'm saying. They cannot change the duality of what they're doing. And so they will manifest no, you're wrong. their reality. You're wrong. They can change well, it. Well, they can change they're it. Choosing they're choosing not, not to change to. it. That's yes, huge. thank you. No, that's a good, that's that's a good point. <laughs> no, that's a good point. The point, but, but what I'm saying is right. that uh, they will collapse of their own weight anyway, because they know that what they're doing isn't going to work. If they have a conscience. Well, if they had a conscience, they they would stop and say, hey, maybe I should help people instead of just being terrified that uh, that my existence is ending. No, but even if it's small, then eventually perhaps they might collapse. But Mm. there is there are people who do not have any feelings of guilt at all. But they still... They're, Sociopaths. They're still on the same Republican platform that's still be built on really shaky logs and will still collapse right. under its own weight. Donald it doesn't matter. Trump, even though he's so good at BSing people, he's BSed himself. <laughs> it is still built on a duality that is inescapable. It's castles on sand, man. Because it's all castles on sand. If you're making a sales pitch, the reason your sales pitch is so hard is because you've denied the fact that you don't believe it's true. And so you can't get through that. There as, are, as, as the there spirituals are would say, God knows. Killers. Yeah. 
Oh, and that, they, that uh, who eventually did not it. have duality. Well, they did and they didn't. Look at even. I mean, take a serial killer. Let's do that one. The guy that shoots up a theater. What's his name? Right. It, it wasn't. He was going to get caught. Bundy. You know that was a. These were these were. You know, was, uh, I was going to say there's a new movie coming out with Ted Bundy that's starring Zac Efron. Is that the one? No, it's the other one. It's the, anyway, Zach. I don't know why that came in my head, but okay. Zach Efron's doing a a, a a movie about serial killers. Is but, it called Baywatch? Yeah, <laughs> that too. Sorry, no, it's good. I'm so mad at Baywatch. <laughs> rated R. My kids really want to see that movie. No, they don't. There's going to be so many gross out and jokes in there. You, you would, I you would walk. I can't take them because it's no. rated R. No, it's going to be rough. It's disgusting. It's going to be rough. It's going to be disgusting. Shame so, on them. Uh, <laughs> But let's talk about some, before we wrap the show up here, right. I want to talk about some of the things that, you know, the bubble again. The Seth uh, Seth Rich thing that's going around. You may have seen this. If you're, if you this have is a Fox years News old, uncle. this story. Well, he was murdered. He's a he's a DNC staffer. No, this is a recent one. This, right. is, this is the one that, that I know what you're talking about, too, because there's so many conspiracies. No, there's, there's so many. Like, you know, if you get within five feet of the Clintons, you'll die. Right, right. All right. So what happened was yeah. this guy, Seth Rich, was a, was, a, was a beloved whatever staffer for the DNC working in D.C., and he was murdered by what appears to be a botched bur- burglary. It's unsolved still, but it seems to be a botched burglary. And the... Uh, they, the family hired a private investigator, and the private investigator is talking to a Fox News reporter. And the Fox News reporter throws out this crazy idea that didn't wasn't he communicating with WikiLeaks because they were trying to perpetuate this idea that Hillary had him killed because of WikiLeaks. And so the report, the, the private eye says, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that's that, that. That's totally new to me. Why is a private eye talking to the press? But well, anyway, right. Exactly. Right. And but what happens is, is the Fox News reporters go back and say the private eye agrees that WikiLeaks was involved. And then it just went like crazy right. on wildfire. Right. Right. And it was something that a reporter made up. Right, and then it became, and then they went around in the circle, and Drudge covered it, and Breitbart covered it, and they all were covering right. about how it must have been killed because of WikiLeaks. And then, of course, everybody the whole time is going, he doesn't even, he was a guy working on voting for Hillary. He doesn't have any idea what WikiLeaks. Never talked to WikiLeaks. Anyway, that, if you hear that one around, just so you know, total and complete fabrication of pure conspiracy. But how theory. is that reporter not held accountable? Because uh, he works for Fox News for making up a complete. Right. Lie. Right. I think it's time the FCC denies Fox a renewal of their li- broadcast license. I wish they did that. They don't do that anymore. They don't, you know, because you just, you know, we're so. Either that or we do know. what Canada did and what I think is it Spain also. Uh, Spain yeah. has no Fox News, period. Yeah. You're not allowed to go to Spain because they hate you with good reason. <laughs> now, uh, Canada. Scientology, not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Canada uh, has Fox News, but it's not called Fox News, it's just called Fox. They, the Canadian government said, you know what? We've taken a look at your broadcasts. You've said so much crap in the past. You, right. you are no longer a news agency. You can call yourself <laughs> Fox Entertainment, and we have no problem with that. Right. And so that's what they did. Nice. They call themselves Fox Entertainment in Canada because they're not credible news source. Yeah. The other one thing you probably hear is the word snowflake. If you're a liberal and you hear this one from the Republicans all the time. Funny how that's being actually turned around lately. Yeah, it used to have a different meaning, but the meaning now that has been adopted in the last really like six months, it's gotten like wildfire, snowflake like wildfire, is 
they, they it's the it's the it's the pejorative it's the insult to a liberal who's offended by things this is like their racism way. or sexism or any ism yeah all right you know whatever. because what's your problem you're just a snowflake so in case you're wondering what all that's about that just took on its own life it's a thing I, well, here's the thing about a snowflake jeff you can collect them and yeah. you can roll them and you get enough of them that's right you have an avalanche ah that's a good one i love that so, there's your counter so for you guys on the right who keep calling us snowflakes yeah rock on my brothers and sisters <laughs> just don't look up just don't look up at the mountain in terror because we're coming for you Every sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never right, right, yeah, Sticks and stones right. may break my bones, but an uh, avalanche will bury your whatever ass. whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. If that's, all, if that's all you got, all right, yeah. go ahead. You know, yeah. Call me a snowflake. Because I've gotten that one in a couple threads I no, absolutely. mistakenly engaged in with some And I always come back friends. with facts and oh, figures. you're a snowflake. Like, whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I just burned you so bad by calling you a snowflake. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm crying. I'm oh, crying. Oh, my goodness. Uh, don't you feel stupid now? <laughs> We have to go back a story. I think one of the best burns in this last week was uh, after they took the torches to the uh, to the, you know, the, you know, the they're pulling down the Jefferson Davis statue right. and, the, and the right racist. You I played it earlier. Russia's right. our friend. All this stuff. The torches, if you noticed, were all citronella candles, tiki torches from like the ninety nine cent store. Yeah. And the Twitterverse went so much fun with that. Uh, you mean that that moment when you're trying to be a badass. <laughs> With your 99 cent tiki torch. <laughs> What's the matter, snowflakes? Afraid of some mosquitoes? <laughs> yeah, Actually, uh, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, given the fact that we, yeah, now that the CDC is no longer being funded. Zika. Right? <laughs> right? Actually, I am afraid of mosquitoes now that you ask. Oh, my gosh. Now, so it's the last. Uh, go ahead. Again, because this, this is, we're part of what the great resistance is all about and the way that you defeat this administration is through humor, ridicule, and sarcasm. Yeah. Because the man occupying the White House, the man baby occupying the man <laughs> the White House, can't handle it. Yeah. Screaming F-bombs all day long over the last couple of days. He's out. He's losing his mind because the ridicule will not stop. Yeah. And it can't. Yeah. It's going to go. It's the car chase analogy continues, y'all. Uh, and the wheels, uh, we went over the spike strip with, with James Comey. Yeah. And now we're on rims. Shooting sparks. And the Republicans are going to hold out. And, and I've said this maybe in the top of the show. I'm going to say it anyway if I did. Um, every week that the Republicans stay with Donald Trump, they lose another House seat. And this is what, you know, I'm talking with my Republican friends who are just lamenting it all. They're going to lose another House seat for every week, and they're going to lose another Senate seat every month. Yep. It just, it it's... It's going away fast. You got to get off this guy's train. Uh, the other story, last story before we go, Colin Kaepernick. We know Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. He has not been signed yet, although now he's close to being signed. He's a free agent. He's been right. close to being signed with Seattle, uh, the Seahawks, obviously, which is interesting. <laughs> they hate him. They hate him because he just because there was a rivalry. Obviously. Right. They hate him, but. God, is that uh, that offense no, is tailor made for yes, his skill set? It is. <laughs> oh man! And the reason this is a controversy—I mean, you know the controversy of Colin Kaepernick and Kaepernick—and I know a lot of you folks that uh, would call me a snowflake would say it's because, well, he's—you know—he just disrespected America. Well, check Jeez, it out. This is so stupid. You know, this is the hypocrisy that even the sports community has having lots of dialogue about. Two of the two of the quarterbacks who did come up and were signed, one of them is under charges for beating his wife, literally sl- slugging her, and another one has other criminal charges. And Colin Kaepernick, in the ranking of available quarterbacks, is about 15 quarterbacks better than 15 quarterbacks that were already signed. Yeah. No, so he's, there's no question that his no. talent 
no. is, is beyond reproach. But this is this thing. In these moments, and Erica makes the point so well because she says, get off and get involved. Uh, it's going to be two folks. There's going to be the folks who are going to get scared and say, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch politics. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to touch. Ah. Like Jimmy Fallon, who just did an interview and admitted that he was pretty soft-skinned about it, and he didn't realize how big of a backlash it would be, and he feels really terrible about it. And and then there's the Stephen Colbert's who said, no, I'm all in, and then he rises to the top. Yep. I'm telling you, get with the winning team. And the winning team, Colin is not only going to get signed probably by Seattle, there's a good chance of what Hendrick predicted is to be true. Oh, God, no. That's a total West Coast offense. He's going to fit in there so seamlessly. It's going to be... Yeah. It's, Epic. It could be pretty Epic. awesome. Okay. I, if yeah. they sign him, I'm going to be, is it a Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, yeah you're going to learn, 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 learn football, I'm going to be a Seattle Seahawks <laughs> fan. We'll get you a jersey. See? <laughs> I would like that. I do have a Colin Kaepernick 49er t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, now you it's do... really nice. <laughs> of course it is. I, can I still uh, wear zero. it even though he's not on the Oh, absolutely. Team? I still, uh, you can, yeah. You can show love for anybody anytime, my Go friend. Go, Colin. Well, I think that just proves it. Well, here's uh, the thing. Of all the criticism he got, no one ever stopped to take a look at the fact he's totally walking his talk. He has donated millions to food banks. And still does. He has He's hired he's, a plane to fly to, yep. uh, to was it Haiti? Yeah. Somewhere to deliver like an entire 747 full of food. And this is on his dime this when is he's why. not signed. Okay? Yeah. So if you don't think that this man is a good American, pull your head out of your ass and take a good solid look at him because he is a badass the people. The courage that he has no kidding. makes me have more courage. Exactly. That's and what he has done for me, even though we've never met. Right. So thank you, Kim. Thank perfect, you. The perfect note to end Jeff's world on. See, this is it. Look for the helpers, including Colin Kaepernick, including Erica Fireston and Jeff Hendrick and myself, Jeff Stein. This has been Jeff's World. This has been Jeff's World, the social, political, pop cultural discussion show that looks at life through the rose-colored eyes of the almost criminally optimistic Jeff Stein.